because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Larry, and this is episode 93 of the Cinemania World Show. And I am guest hosting this week's Cinemania World Show. And before we get into all of the latest in movie and television news, just wanted to send a big love you and miss you and hope everything is going okay to our creator and our main host and most importantly our friend Dwayne so sending all our love Dwayne's way and we can't wait to have you back as our main leader of this (laughs) podcast but in the meantime some of us random co-hosts will be taking over the hosting duties of some of these regular shows starting with today and uh, along with me on our world show today I have Manda hey Manda Hey, I'm excited to be here and chat with you guys. Always love having these chats. <laughs> yes, and we're so excited to have you. And a familiar voice, of course, we have Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm looking out my window and seeing a blizzard. What is the weather looking like where y'all are? Is it crazy? Is it normal for this time of year? I mean, yes. yesterday was crazy. Today is normal. Today is like a spring day. It's like 50 degrees outside. It's fine. But yesterday, out of nowhere, it was raining and hailing outside. Jeez. Oh <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> That's insane. I, have, I woke up to like a freaking fresh, like um my god i can't even talk a fresh sheet of snow and i got my snow tires off literally last week and i'm like what are you doing here why is there snow on the ground i'm like no thank you so now that we're on like storm watch i'm like what it's the end of april like, uh. isn't it tornado yeah. season though isn't it i think I mean, it is i mean when when i mean when yeah when winter is starting and fall no yeah, so it should be tornado season because it's like spring, winter ending yeah. and spring coming. Because of the winds. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. We had like a snowstorm. I posted a picture of me in it a little bit last Thursday and Friday. Mm. And then the snow hadn't even melted. And here we are with like another blizzard outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on? Sometimes we get snow this late, but not like this dramatic i don't know not typically at least so uh definitely no april showers bring may flowers here in colorado (laughs) because if you planted flowers they're dead okay they have died (laughs) they're gone so they are finito that's it but now that we have our weather update out of the way (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about the latest in movie and tv news 
as per usual, it is Disney and Marvel heavy because that is basically the movie landscape these days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when it's not Warner Brothers up to some buffoonery, it is a lot of <laughs> Disney and Marvel properties releasing news. So before we get into all of their news, Manda has some How I Met Your Mother spinoff news that just broke today. So, Manda. Hey, yeah, so um, I don't know how to feel about this, but the showrunners from How I Met Your Mother, uh, it's going to be a sequel series titled How I Met Your Father. Um, it's been ordered at Hulu with Hilary Duff attached to Star. Now, I don't know how much you can do with this spinoff if it's going to be roughly the exact same story. We don't know, but I personally did not like the ending of How I Met Your Mother. Um, but also we have to keep in mind that they stripped the Lizzie McGuire show away from Hilary Duff and yet she's still going to be in like an adult comedy show. So I don't know what the purpose of like canceling Lizzie McGuire, um, was if they're going to, they were going to do this. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy for her. She posted on Instagram. She's really excited to play Sophie, which is the, uh, the lead's name. And, uh, I think... I don't know if anyone knows this, but it was the, and originally it was a shot pilot with Greta Gerwig back in the early 2000s, I believe. So she went on to do Lady Bird and all of that right after. So it was just, um, it's weird that that pilot kind of exists with Greta Gerwig, but I'm really happy for Hillary Duff. What do you guys, what do you guys think of this news? Hannah, what do you think? Um, well, I think the difference with, uh, her starring in this and the Lizzie McGuire show is that the Lizzie McGuire show wasn't ever ordered for Hulu. It was supposed to be on Disney Plus. And I know that they sent um what what's that one show? Love Victor. Love, Love Victor, Victor to Hulu. Yeah. Um but I don't think that they intend to do that with a lot of shows and I don't think they wanted to like set a precedent uh precedent of uh like sending their more like adult shows to Hulu. Uh, I mean, we have Falcon Winter Soldier on Disney Plus right now, and I think that's kind of like a testament to that they are willing to mm-hmm. have more mature things on Disney Plus. And then we also have Star coming out. Right. So, you know, that's cool. But um, I do, I, Lizzie McGuire was definitely just canceled with Disney Plus because I don't know what, you know, what the plans were or what Hillary wanted um, and what Disney kind of said. And I like, no, that's the line. Um, but obviously there's a disconnect there. Uh, so I don't think that that has anything to do with, uh, her starring in this or anything, but it is cool that she's starring in, you know, adult comedy because that's initial, that's what Lizzie McGuire was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously she found a good, um, she found a good, uh, thing. Alternative. Alternative. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, alternative. Uh, But I've never watched How I Met Your Mother, so I probably won't watch this. Uh, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that uh, the ending for How You Met How I Met Your Mother was awful. Um, yeah. So I, I can I can understand why people probably are like, oh, okay. <laughs> when I talk to people about like horrible show endings, obviously I know lots of people with Game of Thrones because I'm right in there. That's, I'm yes. I'm like one of the leaders, the champions. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. But Dexter. also Dexter, How I Met Your Mother yeah. are right up there too. Definitely so I know a there. lot of people who hated that ending. Yeah. Episode. 
So I I also have not really watched it. Um, Surprise, surprise. I watched the, I think it's two episodes that Britney Spears guest starred on. Um, (laughs) So I tuned in for that. <laughs> yeah, she was like this little dental secretary or something. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched too much. I've seen clips of obviously Neil Patrick Harris and his characters, you know, highlights and stuff. But I don't know. I think it's interesting to go from a Greta Gerwig actress to Hillary Duff because I think they're just <laughs> they give off such different energies when they're in front of the screen it's true. that um I think they probably just scrapped the whole idea of yeah. what Greta Gerwig's was. Is the first gone. one even like, had a different title. The first one, because you are saying it's How I Met Your Father. The first one was mm-hmm. How I Met Your Dad, which yeah. isn't a huge change, but it's still a title change. And it was, yeah. you know, around the time of Lady Bird, mm-hmm. because the article that I read at least said that right after she did that, she went on to do Lady Bird. So, you know, that was four or five years ago now so it's been a good amount of time in between you know them shooting that pilot and not going anywhere to now casting (laughs) casting hillary duff and moving forward with it yeah and jumping from cbs to hulu because cbs is the one who was like no thanks we'll pass uh (laughs) so the only like the only thing with this is the fact that like a lot of people hated the storyline so if it is a sequel and a spin-off, like I just hope that they don't do the same kind of concept, even though like they're gonna have to. I just don't think it's gonna work now in this climate for some reason. Well, I think people are gonna be a lot more hesitant. Yeah. Because, you know, they sat through what was it, eight seasons mm-hmm. of the first one only to get like roasted with that finale through yeah. the concept. Like you're building up to this reveal or whatever and it's just lame so yeah i mean i think (laughs) think it's gonna be hard to do that concept again after you burned your audience the first time it's gonna be the same way with you know game of thrones and even sooner i think before we get a game of thrones prequel or spinoff whatever they're doing they're doing a million different things game of thrones but before we get the game of thrones and this the dexter uh revival is coming uh in the fall so that is like pretty soon and we're gonna see kind of the climate around that with how you know they definitely burn their audience everyone hates that Dexter finale and they are bringing it back to fix it is what we all hope but I don't know we're just gonna have to see you know how people react to that uh and I think they'll kind of set the tone for things like you know this going forward all right. Well, moving along, we also had some more breaking news today, and it's been pretty much trending on Twitter ever since it was announced. There is a massive Disney and Sony Pictures licensing agreement that will run through 2020 to 2026 on Sony's theatrical release slate that promises to bring Spider-Man and other Marvel properties to Disney Plus. Before this, there was an agreement with Sony's output deal with Netflix for their titles to go there. So uh, it seems as though everything 2021 and prior is still with that Netflix deal and everything moving forward for the next four years after 2021 will have a Disney Plus deal. 
Uh, I am still a little bit confused as to what's going on with all this. It's a whole lot of language. Um, <laughs> Hannah, do you have thoughts? Please clarify, um, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah, what's think, going on? I think it means that, so, until the end of 2021, all of Sony's stuff will be on Netflix, right? But I don't know if that includes Spider-Man because Homecoming was never on Netflix yeah. or Venom or like some sort of deal. Yeah, with, uh... but then it's included in this for Disney Plus. So I think after No Way Home, because that comes out in December, so that would be the end of the year. I think that it will all transfer to Disney Plus, meaning like you know Spider Verse and um, the Sony. Uh, movies on Netflix will come off of Netflix then be put on Disney Plus along with like Homecoming Far From Home and No Way Home Um, obviously a bit of time after No Way Home is out I don't think that Sony's doing the thing of like 45 days like HBO Max is but yeah I think that's what it means (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) that's what makes sense in my head yeah Yeah, I think that's kind of how we were seeing it yeah, the way you explained it makes sense. It's just it I I just hope moving forward that they can be friends, Sony and Disney. And we well, it seems deal. like they are. If they're making a yeah. deal like this, I'm just waiting for them to make another deal about Spider Man now, like mm-hmm. him being in the MCU. Yeah, you would think that this just shows that obviously their relationship is good uh, yeah. at, at the moment since they're doing this. I'm personally just so happy that Sony did not decide to just up and make their own streaming service. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because they were basically the last major studio who didn't have anywhere to go uh, mm-hmm. when it came to their you know streaming platforms or if they were trying to navigate the pandemic they have all these movies that got delayed so I'm glad they went the route of teaming up with an already established streaming service rather than you know Paramount Plus or you know adding a millionth one onto our freaking slate um, yeah I think this is probably a good deal overall and just further strengthens Disney Plus's like stranglehold <laughs> you know uh, I don't know hmm Plus they have like this, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be putting new material on here based on this deal either, but it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot in here. It's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So moving right along, Manda, did you want to introduce us to the big trailer that was released just this week after some... <laughs> Some trickery by the cast. <laughs> Simu Liu, I love you so much, my fellow Canadian. And it was his birthday when the Shang-Chi trailer dropped. But yeah, he, he kind of uh, he kind of trolled us. Was and- it a troll or do we think that he didn't know? Because it seems like he didn't. <laughs> I I lo- everyone's saying it's like a troll job, but I I personally like I think that they wanted to surprise him on his birthday because he was freaking out. Like he was literally yeah. freaking out on Twitter. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Hannah, that I think that it was more of like a surprise for him. Um, but that teaser, I I'm not even lying to you guys. When I saw that, sorry. Uh, the teaser for Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, the teaser for, sorry, the teaser for Shang-Chi. When I saw the 
the the title card with the rings forming around like the name like the title card just gave me chills like I was just so happy about that teaser and like everything looks just so good it looks so good the music and then even the fight choreography we're not ready we're totally not ready <laughs> for that fight choreography I lost my bananas and I'm just so happy for him I'm just, I'm so happy for him. He deserves this. And I think the actual full trailer is dropping in two weeks from my understanding and what they said. So yeah, I'm so excited for this film and uh, I'm really happy for him. As a fellow Canadian, I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I don't know if they need like a full trailer after that. I think. Right. I mean, I mean Marvel I think at least always. They could chill for a little while. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that should have just been the first trailer. I don't think that was. There was a lot. I think there was enough in there. There was enough material. The action looked amazing. I, I think it got a lot of hype. Um, I think it did what it needed to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know that we need another trailer so quickly after we got that. <laughs> Marvel made us wait. Like, how long to get anything? <laughs> no still shots. No behind the scenes anything. We were, like, looking for crumbs of, like, the toys, <laughs> pictures. And then all of a sudden now we're going to have two trailers back to back. I don't know. But um, I'm just so hyped that we finally got it. It does exist, y'all. Shang-Chi actually <laughs> is a thing that happened. <laughs> Oh, but it looks so good. I'm hyped. Yeah. Hannah, what'd you think of it? Yeah, Marvel always does this thing of, like, calling, like, two-minute and 30-second, like, clips teasers. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's a full trailer, Marvel. Literally. Yeah, uh, so we need to abolish the uh, teaser uh, word in these titles, because I'm like, two minutes and 30 seconds is not a teaser, babe. Uh, but... Yeah, I absolutely love the trailer. Uh, <laughs> I I think it looks so good. I'm so excited. And uh, I've been really, really hyped ever since they announced that Bill Pope was working on this movie. And he's the DP and he's worked on um, uh, The Matrix, uh, Spider-Man 2, a bunch of amazing like blockbusters with like amazing cinematography and they all look so beautiful and the action in all of them is so great and everything and you can tell just from this trailer that like everything is like in shot uh, <laughs> and we don't have a million cuts um and is like trying to cut around like stunt doubles or anything like that uh and i love that you know marvel is hiring people who can actually do this like on camera uh so that we can mm-hmm. see everything just in its glory and i love that you can tell the the influences right away even just from this trailer uh you know like uh crouching uh tiger and you know bruce lee films um and then of course like tony uh leung being in this alone is so exciting i think he's one of the best actors like working right now uh and of course uh simo leo he's just he's so charming and in everything i think him and kim's convenience he's my favorite part of that show um and even here he hardly says anything and you can just like feel like the like confidence and just uh just everything about him just shining in the trailer uh so yeah i'm super psyched for this movie and like you said like we waited so long to see anything from this movie because usually by now we'd have like set leaks and all sorts of stuff they marvel's been keeping everything like under keeps with their movies for a while now i I think after 
Yeah, after Far From Home, I mean, what movies did we see it's anything always, from? I mean, it's always Spider-Man movies that yeah. they can't yeah. keep it. Even if it's not, like, this time Wait, it's No Way Tom Home, Holland. it's been good. It is not Tom yeah. Holland this time around. It is like the other people coming out <laughs> talking so about it's Doc, so Doc Ock and all of this. So, I mean, yeah, No it's Way Home has been, people. like, bad because of uh, people talking about it. But, I mean, like, yeah. set stuff, it's been okay. I, I mean, yeah, they have a couple of pictures from the set, but nothing too bad. But yeah. everything else, they have had on lock. Like, Seen zero stuff two, from Doctor Strange too. Yep. Even the Eternals, <laughs> we know nothing. Eternals, nothing. <laughs> Shang Chi, we knew nothing until just the other day. It's like nuts. I mean, even Black feel... Widow before the trailers dropped, we knew nothing about this. We didn't even yeah. know it was shooting before the like. Ugh. Not long until like the trailer dropped, we we're all like, "Oh, this movie actually exists." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just the the Spider Man name. Uh, it creates chaos, I guess. <laughs> and slowly but surely, stuff starts coming out. Um, but how do you all feel about this like quasi-backlash that Aquafina has gotten after the trailer? Of uh, Like a sense of overexposed, I would say both within and outside of the Asian community, of her being one... I've seen people saying she's kind of the de facto funny Asian girl and there are other Asian comedians that could be getting roles. And then two, I guess people that just find her annoying and are like, oh God, I hate her. This is going to be terrible. Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I understand it because, you know, we kind of had the same conversation when Gemma Chan was recast in Eternals when she was already in Captain Marvel uh, and everyone's like well there's more Asian actresses working right now <laughs> you don't have to reuse them uh, so I, I understand that um, but also it's like you can say that about like almost anyone really where it's like yeah there's more people to cast but you just keep recasting this person because they're popular I mean we can we have the same conversation about Tom Holland all the time well, well, constantly, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> this, person, this person is popular and he keeps getting cast in things and then people like have an uproar about it it's like well that's just the thing you know if you're a popular actor actress and you're well liked then you're going to get cast in more roles yeah. right so I think that's the like that's the thoughts I have on, you know, her kind of being overexposed. Um, and then also just people thinking that she's annoying. I mean, okay, I, there's yeah, a million actresses that. that I think are annoying, but I'm not going to, like, complain about it on Twitter all day. It's, like, whatever. If you don't like her performance in the movie, at least, like, wait until you see the movie, you know? Yeah, that was, that so, was the ridiculous part. She had such a tiny part She says, trailer, like, two lines people, in the trailer. People were, like, going ham about, oh, she's already the worst thing ever. Like, I was like, okay, wow. Uh. People just complain. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. That's so minor. I don't get it. It's like Grace Randolph going in on Jessica Chastain. It's like, <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Like, what are you changing? Like, what, like, intelligent kind of, like, conversation are you creating other than I don't like her? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, then, the other news of the day, which I don't really think is all that big of news, but it's we saw the reports that officially Marvel and Disney are submitting WandaVision to the Emmys for limited series, and I think they should. I, I, I'm never quite, unless it's they're not submitting a movie 
particularly like with Warner Brothers last year not submitting Birds of Prey for some random reason that's always more of a news story to me than when I hear that studios are submitting their properties because Mm -hmm. I mean that's their job is to submit you know try to (laughs) try to win awards so it's it's like yes submit everything that you think has any sort of chance that's why Warner Brothers was like baffling because I was like come on this this could win several below the line technical awards yeah um but yeah i mean this is what disney and marvel they've had great success with mandalorian which has won Mm -hmm. a lot of big profile awards already Mm -hmm. and for the most part wandavision was really well received critically so i don't know why they wouldn't but do you all have thoughts about wandavision being submitted for emmy consideration i think it's a smart move considering like like you said mando um has been like critically acclaimed as well and it's won awards and in this case to like submit it for limited series i think people kind of got annoyed with that they're like there's no season two and then hannah i saw your tweet i was dying of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> i was dying with, with, with what you said is like vision spoilers but vision died and you guys think there's gonna be season two of one of vision i died i'm like yeah like what did you think guys and so it makes it makes perfect sense for limited series and like honest i'm happy that they're nominating it they need some love like mcu needs some love and you know to win awards like major awards so i'm happy about it yeah i i agree um i think the reason why it is news is because people are upset that there isn't a season two for WandaVision and I'm like well we all went into the series knowing (laughs) before like when on Disney Investor Day like right before WandaVision started airing Kevin Feige made it very clear hey Wanda's story leads into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and also Spider-Man No Way Home so there's your there's your arc for Wanda uh this show No Way Home and then uh Doctor Strange there you go. So I don't understand why people in the first place were like, oh, there's no season two. I'm like, well, we've known this ever since like the show even started airing. Um, and then also, as the show ended, Vision died. And the show is called Wanda Vision. So it's like, what are we going to do here? Uh, <laughs> and I understand people are already making the argument, well, the white Vision. And I'm like, well, what, well the white Vision, nothing. Like, she's in, like, it's not <laughs> going to be the same as the Vision that we had in the show, right? For the entirety of the episodes, all nine episodes, we had Wanda's, like, made-up Vision. And that was the Wanda, like, second part of the show, Wanda Vision in that so it's like how are we gonna do a season two like unless she puts up the wall again and brings her kids back like that's the only way but obviously we're going to you know fix that in doctor strange or no way home whatever happens in those movies but you know we even got the post-credit scene of her hearing her kids so i don't know what to tell y'all but (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited that they are submitting it um i'm really psyched that you know, the shows have been so well received and that they probably are going to have success uh, with the awards. And it, it's just it's cool to see that, you know, the MCU, like Manda said, is getting some love uh, in the awards circle because obviously at the Oscars, they don't really do much other than Black Panther, uh, deservedly so. But yeah. 
All true. right. And then we also got some news from Marvel a little bit earlier this week regarding Secret Invasion, the Samuel L. Jackson Marvel series coming. First, that Amelia Clark is cast in the series. And then we heard that Olivia Coleman is in talks to join the series. So two big names possibly entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Amanda, how did you feel about those casting possibilities? I I love it. I love both of them so <laughs> much. I'm just so happy that Amelia Clark is getting work and it's going to be in like the MCU. I'm just so happy. Um I, I don't even know how I feel about Secret Invasion. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm just kind of, like, mad about it. Um, unless they, like, put out a synopsis and, like, we know a little bit about it. I'm just still, like, at a at a five for me. But, like, having these actresses come in, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for them to come in. And hopefully when we get some confirmation, I'll be on the hype train even more so. But, like, having both of them join the MCU, oof, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes give amelia clark a good series please <laughs> I, need her, I need her to be in not a fail at some point in the near future please uh hannah how'd you feel about the news um very british uh the show is just <laughs> the show is just all over um I mean, Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel Jackson are already attached to the show, and I love them both. Uh, and then, obviously, Olivia Coleman and Amelia uh, Clark are great. Um, I don't know if this would change your like hype for the show or not, Amanda, but if you've watched Mr. Robot, uh, the writer for Mr. Robot is attached to the show. So mm -hmm. that's mainly why I'm very excited, because Mr. Robot is absolutely one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, and then, like you said, this does like change my hype a little bit. Uh, even though I'm like kind of very hyped already, uh, <laughs> because Olivia Coleman is just she's one of the best actresses working right now, mm -hmm. and then Amelia Clark. I think that she's not very great in movies, but anytime that she's in like a TV show, she's she's like good. So I'm glad that she's doing this. Uh, <laughs> every single time I see her in a movie, and like people go on Twitter and like talk shit, I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> And I don't think she's been, like, bad in the movies. She just has not been in very good movies. Uh, I don't know. Like, The Last Holiday. Is, no, no, it wasn't Last Holiday. Last, Last Christmas. Christmas. Last Christmas. I, I thought the movie was not good, but I, I thought she it. was okay. I thought she did well. Um, her yeah. and Henry Golding both were fine. Were so Same cute. thing with that horrible movie with that horrible message. Um, the one about the dis disabled love story. Um, again, I thought she was lovely, but the movie was just not good. I really didn't like that. But uh, as for Olivia Coleman, I do hope that she gets to be the villain she wants to be yes. in Marvel. <laughs> Please um, <laughs> make use out of her. That's what I, particularly with Olivia Coleman, I'm scared that she's going to be wasted. 
Um, yeah. She, she fits in that demo of people that they sign on, really talented, amazing, and then they just do absolutely nothing with them. Like, she can sit down right next to Glenn Close, right next to, well, at this point, Michelle Yao. We'll see if she gets anything further. Sylvester Stallone has been wasted. I mean, the list More recently, gone. Evan Peters. And, Evan Peters. And not? in a Disney Plus show. <laughs> can can I mean, we not, guys? <laughs> even to, like, big extents Idris Elba oh my God, I, I mean they've oh wasted man, Mads Mikkelsen a, is so sad <laughs> a lot of the great worst. talent has been signed on and wasted completely Oh, Jude Law she seems to fall right in that line to me of like uh, don't make her like the the office manager at like the sh- new shield or something stupid please God. <laughs> star like, wars mcu shakes hands on wasting actors <laughs> yeah, so, i mean amelia clark hopefully she gets to do something cool and i'm really hoping amelia Cl- i mean olivia coleman gets to do something because i'm I'm real nervous about what they're what they're going to do to waste her. So yeah. I hope that Olivia Coleman wouldn't sign on to do something like boring. Ugh. She doesn't seem like that kind of actress to me. So, but then we even have like I guess I was reading something with Rebecca Hall, another wasted actor, Ben Kingsley, <laughs> Oscar award winner Ben Kingsley wasted. Um, I don't think God. Ben Kingsley was wasted. I actually uh, like that what they did to Iron Man three. Um, but no, Rebecca Hall, I guess, even was like, yeah, that's not originally what I signed on for. Um, I originally was supposed to do something a lot cooler and have a more significant role that wasn't just what it turned out to be in Iron Man 3, but, mm-hmm. you know, after the reworks. So that's always my scare, too, because I'm like, did Glenn Close really show up to pop up in one scene and then never I mean, really do anything mm, again? Can we really trust Glenn Close's judgment? <laughs> I just really signed up for literally a one. I mean, for a check, (laughs) I think Glenn Close is definitely the get a check or Oscar actress. It's like no in between. Because I'm like, at least Mads Mikkelsen, he probably saw villain and said, sure. Yeah. Uh, and didn't expect for them to make him the most bland and boring. <laughs> I don't think we can really possible. trust Mads Mikkelsen's judgment no. either. <laughs> I mean, exactly. He sees villain and he signs the dotted line. So I don't know. But like you said, especially so right funny. now, she's coming off a second Oscar nomination. She just is so full of life. Please, Marvel. Yeah. Hopefully Olivia Coleman. Only would sign on if they were like, you're going to be the villain of this awesome series and you're going to kill it as this villain. (laughs) We need more villainesses in the MCU. I mean, the last, when was the last one that we had? Was it Kate Blanchett? I think it was. Films? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you include Annette Bening. um, Who does she play? Oh, yeah. And Captain Marvel. She's Captain Marvel. She's well, she's like <laughs> the villain, yeah. I don't think she's a villain. Um, uh, I was misunderstood. Say, yes. 
I was gonna say the one in Ant Man and the Wasp, but also they don't really make oh, her like yeah. a villain. The other guy is more the oh, villain. Lawrence Fishburne wasted. Yeah, Lawrence uh, Fish. Oh, that's so sad <laughs> because he is such a huge comic book fan, uh, and he's always talked about how badly he wants to be in an, in a Marvel movie. And guy. then I do that. They cast him in one of the worst MCU movies, and also one of the worst roles in an MCU movie. It's so sad, and he got screwed over by DC, and I'm like. I can't put it's Michelle true. Pfeiffer there yet because I have to see what they do with her and like Quantum Mania in three. But <laughs> she's on the line. If they don't do something good with her, she'll be the next wasted, <laughs> amazing actor in Marvel. But I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt for now. So, oh gosh, yeah. Fingers crossed. But speaking of all of these Oscar-nominated <laughs> people and those who only sign up for Oscar roles or what they think uh, should be an Oscar role. And <laughs> apparently the Academy agrees with them this oh, year. Nice uh, Glenn, host, I am looking right at you, Glenn. Baby, you ain't winning again. <laughs> um, yes, uh, the Oscars are coming up this Sunday. So why not go over our own Oscar predictions? So we do have a Cinemania World little like poll going on as well. And I thought we would go ahead and just kind of discuss who we think are taking home the big awards this weekend. Are both of you going to be watching the Oscars? Of course. Yeah. And Ryan sure, Hannah. <laughs> what you see you seem the type to just be following along with twitter hannah oh no i like oscars night is like a holiday in my house okay. same <laughs> yeah because my me and my dad are both very much into movies so we kind of like make everyone sit down and watch them <laughs> <laughs> love it I love we it. take it very seriously it's like sports for us <laughs> we, we print out a ballot at home uh, from Entertainment Aww. Weekly, we photocopy it, and uh, we yeah. get that ballot and mark it down. It's really cute. <laughs> so, we're, we're not cute. We just sit in front of the TV and yell. <laughs> like, literally, when I say it's like sports, I mean it's like sports. <laughs> <laughs> you should put money on it, Hen. <laughs> Dude, we have before. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, so did either of you see any of the short films nominated? No. No. Oh, you both are no... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're listen they're not very accessible a lot of, like yeah. every year with the oscars the short films are not very accessible i will say i don't know if it's because the pandemic just forced a lot of them to get acquired but this mm -hmm. year i did find the animated and live action shorts were a lot more accessible than in years past like there's quite a few netflix nominees or nice. like they're randomly on hulu or obviously disney plus has their animated one uh, I just need to vent my frustration after watching those animated shorts, though. How did Burrow become the Disney nominee over Out? It is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I've seen Out. I've seen Out. Out was so cute. It was yeah, so it good. Is. And Burrow is cute, but I mean, it's nothing, you know? Like, it's just like a cute little animated thing you move on from. So I'm like, really? You all nominated it Burrow over Out? What's Burrow about? About this little rabbit who is making a home. Like See? And, and it's like, it seems like Out would, you know, cater more towards the Academy's taste also. Which is yeah. weird. So, I don't know. I don't think Burrow's gonna win. 
but I think Netflix has that one in the bag with uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, yeah. which I didn't know anything about, but it's about a school shooting. So I was like, nope. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, uh, speaking of God, I have to just mention the Oscar short documentaries. Legit had the most depressing thing I think I have ever watched in my entire life. Larry had to, like, <laughs> talk to me about it immediately <laughs> after seeing it. I was, no. like, shook. It's called The Hunger Ward, and it's about Yemen and how they're being bombed by Saudi Arabia and this quote-unquote war, which is pretty one-sided, but and how it's causing this famine in Yemen. So they show these children coming into these these children, these children <laughs> coming into these hospitals malnourished and like oh, no. literal skin and bones, like so skinny. We start this dang short off with this little tiny baby dead, like dying oh, right before God. our eyes. They're like pushing on his little chest and he dies. The grandma's like screaming. I mean, oh my gosh. And we see several more kids die through out it was so depressing i was like oh my god well uh (laughs) i don't know how we bounce back i don't know what to do (laughs) but yes so hannah one of the only categories that your fave tenant is nominated for best (laughs) visual effects and it's the front runner (laughs) (laughs) so so we have love and monsters we have the midnight sky mulan the one and only ivan and tenet so who do we think is winning this one hannah obviously you're picking tenet yes yeah before i say that i do think tenet is winning i just want to uh reiterate how happy how happy i am that love and monsters got nominated um, I'm just glad that this movie is getting some sort of recognition because it's so good. All right, Amanda, you, yeah, you I, did not love Tenet as much, but I, yeah, I didn't love it, but I totally understand why it's front runner for special effects. Um, I still have to watch Love and Monsters, so I'm going to check it out actually. Oh God, please heard, do. Yeah. I've heard so many great things and like, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. They switched over. Cause I'm like, wasn't it on Amazon prime before. Uh, no. Damn. Okay, never mind. That was on Amazon. It's on Netflix. Maybe it was on Prime in Canada, but I know it wasn't here. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I don't know why it's always switched for us. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah, Tenant. And uh, and, uh, I'm really happy that uh, the one and only Ivan uh, got the nom, because I know Larry's happy about that one. It was cute. It was so cute. I just say, I was so excited when I got your ballot for who you would vote for. Uh, yeah. you click to the one and only I <laughs> like Aww. yes Amanda yes. yeah it was really I thought it, it was great the special effects but yeah if it's yeah. gonna go to anything it's gonna go to Tenet yeah and that's my prediction as well Tenet yeah. I think I think this is the one Oscar it's walking away with uh, on Academy Night so should be walking out score too but <laughs> whatever oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, here's the next award it's nominated for, Production Design. We have The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. So who did you predict, Manda? Um, if the if the Academy is going to pull an Academy, then I think that Mank is going to take prod design. Um, I would vote for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but I also watched The Father the other night, and um, I understand why the the production design is very effective and they and they really utilize the space properly 
for it, but I would still take uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then if the Academy does the Academy thing, it could be Mank. So. Okay. Hannah, who, who do you have as your official prediction? <laughs> I would agree with you on Mank if if it wasn't Netflix. Um, I mm-hmm. think that Netflix, it has that kind of like, we're going to get you nominated for a bunch of, award, bunch of awards. We're not going to let you win any stink attached to it. So, and I don't think that the Academy loved Mank as much as we all think they did. Even though it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. I mean, even with, you know, the awards leading up to the Oscars, I you can tell that, you know, it got nominated for a bunch of stuff, but, you know, voters didn't love it as much as we all thought they did after the nominations came out because it's literally won nothing. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think that the, I think Marini's Black Bottom is for sure winning. All right. And on this one, I have to agree with Manda. My pick is also for Mank. This is the only award I think Mank is winning on Oscars night. Mm-hmm. I would like to see The Father, just pretty much for what Manda said. I think it uses its production design the best out of any of these nominees. But I don't know. I think they're going to really like to see those recreations of the productions mm-hmm. from from you know Hollywood and from Citizen Kane itself and they're gonna they're gonna drool over it so this is the only time I'm picking Mink in these predictions but I have it winning there so then we have makeup and hairstyling with Emma Hillbilly Elegy Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Mink and Pinocchio Amanda why are you laughing become like such a joke <laughs> honestly <laughs> shit. my god oh man oh birds of prey you deserve to be there Fox. jesus well, christ who do you have hannah who's your official prediction in makeup and hair uh marini's black bottom all right manda i'm also taking marini's black bottom for sure all right we have our second clean sweep of our pod because i also think marini's has makeup and hair in the bag i think it's a done deal Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right next up our next design category costume design we have emma mink ma Rainey's black bottom mulan and pinocchio all right manda who do you got on this one? Oh, i ha- if emma's gonna walk away with anything i would love to see it take costume design but i could go to ma Rainey's black bottom but i am taking emma for sure Oh, so you're going kamikaze for Emma in costume design. Yeah, just the only one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hannah? Um, I'm going to agree with Emma uh, because the Academy definitely goes towards these period pieces. And obviously, mm-hmm. Marie's Black Bottom is a period piece, but like not this kind of period piece like Emma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it has like, you know, the corsets and like the big dresses and stuff like that. So I think it's probably going to go to Emma. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to break the rank on this one, and I'm going to pick Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Nice. Especially after it won the the Costume Guild Award. Uh, I forget their a full official name <laughs> for the Costumers <laughs> Guild. But There's so many that, guilds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but I'll go Ma Rainey's on that one as well. So I think it's like a toss up between them, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else has a chance. I think in makeup and hairstyling, maybe Pinocchio is second place to Ma Rainey's. It wasn't uh, good. I watched it. But <laughs> the costume, I think it's definitely between Ma Rainey's and Emma. I don't, I mean, please don't give it to Mink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't give it to me. Uh, but then we have best original score. So we have Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice from Trial of Chicago 7, Husavik from Eurovision Song Contest, Scene, sorry, I am not attempting the foreign language name from The Life of Head, and then Speak Now from One Night in Miami. I think this is one of the harder ones to predict, if I'm being honest. But Nanda, mm-hmm. who do you think's winning? I'm gonna go with EOC scene from The Life Ahead, just because it won the globe, and if they're gonna do consistency, then it'd be that one. But it would be a fantastic moment for Leslie Odom Jr. if Speak Now won, uh, because I thought that was such a beautiful song in One Night in Miami. And if One Night in Miami's winning anything, it's going to be <laughs> that song. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to surprise us. I'm going to go with uh, Speak Now for One Night in Miami. Oh, all right. Yeah, I flipped a switch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah, who do you think? I'm going to go... F- with Fight for You um, because of Judas's Best Picture nomination. But also, I do just want to say uh, Travis Scott's song for Tenet should be here, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bitterness uh, from Hannah and Tenet is, is going to be rampant. It's so um, sick and twisted. Because they nominate Nolan every fucking year for everything except for this year. <laughs> it's so well, annoying. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with Manda. I'm going to go speak now. I also think it could be Usi scene. Um, yeah. It's really close. And then, I I mean, I'll be shocked if, like, Husavik actually pulls it out. Uh, I know it's a, it has such a championship of, like, hardcore people, like, dying for it, it to win. <laughs> the uh, the fan base behind Eurovision is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> I love it so much. I just want a performance, man. man. Like, shit. I mean, I think that's what everybody's basically at. Like, you know what? It got the nomination, so we're going to see it get performed live. But I don't think it has a shot to win. I don't think Hear My Voice has a shot to win from Trial either. No. I don't don't even remember the song, to be perfect. Yeah, One Night in Miami needs love somewhere. So I'm going to give it best original song. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving along in the uh, uh, Hannah's Bitter Train. (laughs) Best original score. Oh, so we have The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, mm. News of the World, and Soul. So Tenet is not here, uh, Hannah. So who are you going with? <laughs> this is so sick and twisted. Uh, but <laughs> I think that Soul definitely has it in the bag. I mean, it's one literally everywhere else. So, <laughs> But yeah. if it were up to me, it'd be Minari, but... Okay, and uh, Amanda, who do you pick? Oh, I'm literally with Hannah here. If it were up to me, it'd be Minari, but Soul's definitely taking it. I'm just happy that it, like it's that Reznor and Ross score and not the manga Reznor and Ross score. <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh, they don't man. like split the damn vote and like screw it up because oh, mank, like seriously. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be Soul for sure. No, this is the only category you're. Fave film Defy Bloods even got nominated I for Amanda. Know. It breaks my Defy Bloods not being nominated for Best Picture is like 
truly the nomination that made me the well that and also um oh my god his name is slipping my mind right Del now Roy. yeah uh yeah, Del Del Roy. Roy. him though i mean defy bloods altogether got snubbed like yeah. almost everywhere at the academy awards and it's so frustrating it's terrible. Yeah, I think best original score is one of the easiest predictions of the night. I think Soul mm-hmm. has this one in the bag. Let's For not sure. <laughs> lock it in, <laughs> and you have an automatic one point. <laughs> Speaking of locked in, have it in the bag. Next up, we have best sound. So we have Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Manda, who you got? Sound of Metal by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> all right hannah yeah sound of metal 100 percent. yeah i mean i know we all were like as immediately after watching it if this doesn't win for best sound what's going on but it's swept through everything it, i mean it has it in the bag it's watch yeah. mank win <laughs> if mank wins this oh one, my god i <laughs> guarantee you if sound of metal doesn't win and mank fucking wins <laughs> Nobody will watch the Oscars ever again. Like, this is going to be the last straw. (laughs) That is the Riot Material Academy. If you pull that, we're burning you down. I'm sorry. We are done. It didn't happen with Green Book, but we're coming for you. Listen, that was was the edge. This is the last straw. All right, another one I think is pretty easy, though a couple people shocked me in their predictions when they submitted them. We have Best International Feature. So we have Another Round, Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Quo Vadis Aida. So Hannah, who you guess in here? Uh, I think Another Round, for sure. All right, and Manda? I do think another round's taking it, but I did watch Better Days, and I was blown away by that film. Like it was, it was friggin' powerful film about bullying. It was really intense. Um, but yeah, if anything is coming out of left field, I think it's gonna be Better Days. But another round's gonna take it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of love for actually the Quo Vadis Aida yeah. uh, everywhere. Everyone loves it. But when it comes down to an actual prediction, I mean, another round got a director nomination. Mm-hmm. And I think that pretty much <laughs> wraps this category <laughs> up. When I when yeah. I see a best director nomination for one of these, it's like, well, that one seems to have the most love. So that's my pick as well. So then we have best documentary feature film. Have either one of you watched any of these? I haven't. Uh, so we have Collective, Crip Cramp, Crip Camp, not Crip Cramp, uh, Crip <laughs> Camp, uh, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. So oh, I've seen My Octopus Teacher. Yay! <laughs> well then, Hannah, who do you think to win this one? Who's your prediction? I think My Octopus Teacher is winning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And Amanda? I'm going to go with Hannah, okay? I'm going to say my octopus teacher's winning, too. It's one, like, everywhere else, right? I was going to say, it, it, it started off a little bit, like, quiet. I think it was the one people were like, what the heck is going on when it first got nominated? <laughs> but then it started winning, like, at the BAFTAs. It won the Producers Guild. It's on a roll right now. And I've watched them, and it's my favorite one. So I also am picking my octopus teacher for the win. <laughs> yes. All right, another one that pretty much is in the bag. We have Best Animated Feature Film. So our nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. So, Amanda, who is your prediction? 
It's obviously going to be Soul, but I would not be surprised that if Wolf Walkers pulls the win, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. I love both of the films so much. If it ends in a tie, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But uh, <laughs> Soul's been sweeping, so it makes sense that it's Soul. All right. And <laughs> Hannah? Yeah, I think it's going to be Soul, um, but I would I would like to see Wolf Walkers win. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where Wolfwalkers obviously has so much like love from the people who love it. They're just like such a fervent group. Um, and film Twitter loves Wolfwalkers and definitely mm-hmm. is rooting for them. But if we're just looking at all of the award shows leading up, Soul has swept the season. So my official pick is Soul to win. Next, though, we have a category that is completely up in the air, and that is Best Film Editing. So we have The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So Hannah, who are you picking to win this one? Knowing the Oscars, it's going to be like The Trial of Chicago 7, and that's like the worst pick there. Um, But... (laughs) I'm going to be bitter again and say that Tenet should be here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I'll say Sound of Metal. Oh, nice. okay. So you're going to go Sound of Metal. All right, I'll, I'll and... keep it because it's going to take some of the other technical awards. So, mm-hmm. All right. Manda? This one's actually tough. Um, yeah. Like Hannah said, if the Academy Academies, then they're going to do the trial of <laughs> Chicago 7. Um, but I did, again, I watched The Father and I thought the editing was really strong in that. Just because of the cycle of his consciousness, I thought it was interesting what they chose to do with that. Um, but I do think that the editing was better in Sound of Metal because you're watching a live performance and it's always hard to kind of make those edits. So I, thought, I was impressed. So I'm going to go with the Sound of Metal too. I have to say, I'm actually a little bit shocked that they did end up nominating Nomadland, uh, just Mm because it's a little bit more subtle, that Mm -hmm. I'm shocked that they didn't overlook it. Uh, But that's what makes it so hard. I'm flip-flopping between Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago 7 as Mm -hmm. well, (laughs) for my prediction, because the trial has the most obvious editing out of this category. I mean, it's a lot of edits, and they're in your face. So, you know, we all saw Bohemian Rhapsody. The Academy loves that crap. Um, But I think Sound of Metal has the best editing, so... (laughs) I'm hoping, and I'm going to stick with my prediction because it, it, it they've pretty much split leading up to the award show, so it could go to really any of it, but I'm going to say Sound of Metal as well. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yes, manifesting. <laughs> manifesting. Yes. The, the category has also been heavily linked to the sound editing category recently, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that that connection really helps push Sound of Metal over the top, but we'll see. So then we have original screenplay with Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Manda, who are you predicting? It's hard. This one's hard. I love the screenplay for Judas and the Black Messiah. I absolutely love it. Um, But Emerald Fennell did win the WGA so I have a strong feeling that Promising Young Woman is going to take it. But again, if the Academy Academies, it's going to go to Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> so <laughs> if they want a woman, then let's, uh, fingers crossed, it goes to uh, Promising Young Woman. So that's my pick. Okay, Hannah? Yeah, I'm stuck between Promising Young Woman and Trial 2. 
Um, but I think I think promising young woman uh will probably win because it's won a lot leading up to this. Um, but if it were up to me, it'd be Minari. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, that's my pick as well. If I were voting, it'd be Minari. But out of the nominees. Uh, I'm hoping the Writers Guild pulls through rather than the Golden Globes, because uh, the Globes picked The Trial of the Chicago 7, whereas the Writers Guild picked Promising Young Woman. Uh, and I believe the BAFTAs picked Promising Young Woman as well. So I'm going to go Promising to win it. And hope maybe we'll see our first ever time that two women have won screenplay. It's uh, certainly in play. Speaking of, we have Best Adapted Screenplay. So we have Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. So Hannah, who are you predicting here? Nomadland, for sure. But if you're up to me, we Borat. (laughs) (laughs) I just... I love Borat. I... I, it was like in my top three for yeah, my favorites of last year. I forget. I'm just a little bit baffled because I'm like, isn't it, it like 90% improv? <laughs> How can that win for screenplay? See, I, I'm would, not sure, I would but... understand that if we were talking about the first film, um, but there's a lot more emotional subtext in this film. <laughs> so, and 20 I, writers. So. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning more towards uh, Borat for my personal preference. <laughs> But Nomadland for your official. Yes. All right. And Manda? Um, yeah, I guess I have to go with Nomadland because it is it is winning. Um, but my heart breaks for One Night in Miami because I thought that freaking movie was just so well done. The dialogue was amazing. Um, but my pick is Nomadland. I'd love to see One Night in Miami take it, though. Yeah, I think it's between like Nomadland with the possibility of the father possibly Mm -hmm. sneaking Mm -hmm. in to win. Um, But I just, I haven't seen enough. I think it's the BAFTAs have really like helped give the father life, but it's a British film. So I still think Nomadland has the upper hand and that's my pick as well. And it would be cool uh, to see two women for the first time ever win the screenplay awards in the same night so yes chloe Zhao just working her way up stacking these oscars <laughs> up yeah, on awards night <laughs> kill it <laughs> all right and speaking of next up we have best cinematography with judas and the black messiah mank news of the world nomadland and the trial of the chicago seven what's uh, which is one of the most baffling nominees mm-hmm. that I could possibly think of in cinematography. Um, but, Manda, who is, your, who is your pick? I just look at The Trial of the Chicago 7, and I'm like, The Five Bloods could have been nominated for cinematography, and it just so bothers much. me so much. The Five um, Bloods, Minari, even, I'll take even Tenet. Oh, yeah. yeah, Trial like, of Chicago Seven for cinematography. It's like I mean, that I think no business being there. <laughs> I think Birds of Prey would have been another <laughs> it, it would, it, another good it's place true. for Birds of Prey to be if Warner Bros. Like, actually campaigned it. Honestly, it's half true. of the films released in 2020 had better cinematography than Trial of Chicago Seven. I, Trial of Chicago Seven. I, I hate that like Netflix films. They a lot of them just look so bland all mm-hmm. the time and flat and i'm like the irishman and uh the trial of chicago 7 both look the exact fucking same yeah, i mean at least mank i'll take i would not take mank's cinematography nomination from it but no. trial yeah. 
no like ugh, there should have been one netflix <laughs> film and it should have been mink and the other like oh but yeah so who do you think's going home with the award manda um i give it to no my land for sure but I, I think if again if the academy wants to screw everything up they're going to give it to mink probably so i, I completely understand why uh but i'm gonna go with no my land all right hannah i'm gonna agree with no my land but like Amanda said, if the Academy wants to Academy, then it's going to go to Mank. But also, we did have The Lighthouse get nominated um, last yes. year, and it was black and white, and they did not go with that. So I kind of have faith that No Man Land will pull it through. Very true. Yeah. I mean, they do love a good black and white cinematography, at least nominating one every year. And, and they didn't nominate out. Malcolm and Marie, so... Yeah. Not. Surprising to me. Um, Mank is second place for sure, especially because it just won the Cinematography Society Award over mm-hmm. Nomadland. Um, but I, Nomadland had won everything else leading up to that Cinematography Society Awards. And I, I think it's just gorgeous. So I think Nomadland should and would win this award. So moving along, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Maria Bakalova, Glenn Close, (laughs) Olivia (laughs) Coleman, Amanda Seyfried, and Yoo Jung Yoon. So Hannah, I know you're pulling for Miss Close, (laughs) but what's that here? I think Yoo Jung Yoon is going to win the award, Um, but I think that Maria has a chance of sneaking up and winning. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that it's going to um, her. All right. And Manda? Yu Yeonjung for sure from Minari, 100%. She's, I would just want to, I want to see her acceptance speech. I think she's going to be so <laughs> yeah. cute considering the last one. But yeah. I'm bye. so happy that she's winning so many awards leading up to this. Like, even if she doesn't yeah. win the Oscar, because I think that this is probably one of the most competitive um uh, uh, categories. Uh, categories, categories of yeah. the night. Oh my god, I just can't remember any words today. Um, <laughs> but I think it's one of the most competitive categories of the night. So I think that it's kind of a toss up for anyone. But you know, obviously, she is the front runner right now. Yeah, I yeah. think it's definitely between Yun and Bekalova for who could win this. They they really nominated Glenn Close to tie <laughs> for the most losses without a win because that's what's about to happen. Because yeah, um, I, I don't think she has a chance. I really don't think Olivia Coleman or Amanda Seyfried have a chance either. But also, we got to remember really that Olivia Coleman did sneak up and win Best Actress when we thought blue. that <laughs> she had no chance. Zero. So obviously the Academy does love Olivia Coleman. That's true. They also um, love shock value. You so we'll see what happens. Yeah, they loved the father. Um, yeah, so you so. know, if they want to award the father, there's a couple awards where I could see it sneaking up, and this this is one that Olivia Coleman and she's great, but I mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be Yoo Jung Yoon. She's had that recent momentum. She started off a little bit quiet in the award season. She was getting snubbed, but recently she's really been on a roll and giving great speeches, and mm-hmm. I think that will help her as well. A good speech helps those academy voters vote for you when they get their ballot (laughs) next up we have one of the least competitive categories of the night with best actor in a supporting role we have sasha barrett cohen daniel kaluuya leslie odom jr paul racy and lakeith stanfield so manda who do you have winning 
Kaluuya, 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 Kaluuya. <laughs> it's definitely going to Daniel Kaluuya 100%. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. He swept this entire award season and he sure as hell deserves this award. So I'm excited for him. All right. And Hannah? Yeah, I think there's no way that Daniel's losing this. And if he does, then I think it would be to Paul Racy. Um, but mm-hmm. as of now, I think 100% uh, Daniel Kaluuya has it, as he should. Yeah, I think the only thing we all were a little bit skeptical of was that double Judas nomination. Yeah, Lakeith should be in leading. It's very weird. They both should be in leading, in my opinion. But But I I don't think it's enough. I don't think people will really vote for Lakeith Stanfield because I think people genuinely view him as leading and I don't think they're going to vote for him. Yeah. And I think Daniel Kaluuya has it. Uh, I I would be stunned. This would be one of the biggest shocks of the entire night if <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya somehow lost supporting actor. And I then and- go off if that happens. Sorry, oh, I'm God. just going to go off if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will throw something at my television. I will be Gosh. so mad. Honestly. <laughs> well, now we have a category that I think Oscar Twitter particularly is really trying to drum up something when I don't know that there's something to drum up but we have best actor in a leading role so we have Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, and Stephen Yun. So Hannah who's your prediction? Well I think Chadwick Boseman is 100% winning and I think that he 100% deserves to win and I know the conversation on Twitter right now is that Anthony Hopkins had a better performance. He deserves to win it more than Chadwick Boseman, and Chadwick Boseman is only winning because of his death. And I'm just like, that conversation is so ignorant. And just as soon as you see someone bring up that conversation on Twitter, I think that's like an immediate like, hey, guess what? I didn't see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, and I actually don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it because I want to be, you know, contradictory. Um, so yeah, I think 100% Chadwick deserves it and he is going to win. All right. And Amanda? Um, I'm in the same boat as Hannah because I was completely underwhelmed while watching The Father, uh, especially with Anthony Hopkins' performance. Um, I'm not saying it's not good, don't get me wrong, but, um, if we're comparing it to what Chadwick did with, uh, with his character in Ma Rainey's Block Bottom, it's like by a landslide like Chadwick should win and he deserves to win to be perfectly honest but saying that Anthony Hopkins never has a bad performance he's absolutely phenomenal every single time do not get me wrong in what I'm saying here but Chadwick deserves this Oscar and has nothing to do with the fact that he passed away and again on Oscar night I don't want to see one person say that he didn't deserve it just oh I'm ready to fight because <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> yeah. gonna happen I am because yeah, this is we're like, gonna complete- be fighting yeah, it's completely unfair. Yeah. It's so unfair to say that and kind of disrespectful because the man is so talented. Like, why would you even say it, right? So, yeah, I'm taking Chadwick for sure. I think they're saying it because they haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's like the crappy thing is like, if you think Anthony Hopkins gave the best performance, that's fine. And if that's who you want to win, that's fine. 
there are so many ways to say that without disrespecting Mm -hmm. Chadwick Boseman and his performance. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the frustrating aspect to it all. Because I do think Anthony Hopkins was wonderful. I think Riz Ahmed was wonderful. I think Stephen Yeun was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary Oldman shouldn't be here, but that's beside the point. Uh, (laughs) Delroy Lindo should be here. (laughs) Um, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I don't think, yeah, whatever. Gary, mm, we'll see you next time, bro. Um, no, I'm sure old white men it. ruining every fucking category at the Oscars every year. <laughs> no next time, Larry. No next time, okay? Uh, he has I'm one sure already. He'll be. I know. I'm sure he'll be back though. Unfortunately, uh, he already yeah. took it from Timmy. So yeah, we're already mad. Yeah, he won yeah. his Oscar uh, disrespectfully over a performance <laughs> from Timothy yes, Chalamet, exactly. and now he's getting this nomination disrespectfully over Delta. <laughs> I mean, that year that he won, there was like he was he was like probably the weakest performance in that category. I mean, mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya was also nominated that year. It's like anyone could have won but him that year and I would have been happy. <laughs> but this year I fully agree. I think Chadwick Boseman has this award pretty much sealed. Once again, Anthony Hopkins won at the BAFTAs and that has really sparked people's like, I don't know, insanity brain cell <laughs> that he has this chance and the ride to overtake Chadwick when Chadwick has won literally everywhere else. The SAGs, the Globes, the everywhere. I mean, he's he has not lost until the BAFTAs, which is home turf for both the father and Anthony Hopkins. So Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I and the BAFTAs went wild with their nominations. They are nowhere in line with what the Oscars even nominated this year. So true. I don't know why people are putting such heavy credence in just a random win at the BAFTAs. I think Chadwick has this one in the bag and it is fully deserved. So then we move to legit, the most unpredictable, craziest <laughs> award of the night that uh, who who can even begin to feel confident in their predictions? <laughs> we have best actress in a leading Every role. Every year, without a without a oh miss, it's God. just all over the just, place. <laughs> this year, it's just so nuts. So we have Viola Davis, we have Andre Day, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. Almost all of which who have taken home exactly one single of the big precursors and no more or no less. But Nanda, who are you going with? It's like you gonna win and you gonna win and you gonna win and you gonna win. Like it's just exhausting. Who the hell knows, man? Honest to God. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Kirby pulls up with his golden statue. Cause like let's give all five of them something, some form of recognition. I know. Shit. But I am gonna go with Carrie Mulligan as much as I would love for Viola Davis to take this and get her second. Um, I'm gonna go with Mulligan for sure. All right, and Hannah. Um, I actually don't think that Carrie Mulgan really has a good shot here. Um, oh. I think that mm. the Academy is going to Academy and be like, she's too young. This is her first nomination. She'll get nominated again. Maybe. Like yeah. they always do. Uh, and I think that Viola Davis probably has the best shot, in my opinion, because mm. the Academy does love Viola Davis. And obviously they loved Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, and I think it'd be nice to see her win alongside Chadwick. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a scary one. So, like, there's so much logic that can be thrown in because mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman and Nomadland are the two Best Picture nominees present in this category. But then we have Viola Davis, obviously has that love, and she won the SAG Award, which is probably the biggest of the precursors for the category. And then poor Vanessa Kirby hasn't won any of them yet. So To be fair, she's like the wild nominee this year, too. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, like, like Manda said, maybe they're just going so buck wild that they're like, you know what? We're going to spread it all the love all around and Vanessa Kirby wins. I think Vanessa is definitely in that slot of young actress, first nominee. You know, she hasn't really been around that long to to get that industry like cred that and I think that's what's probably been the the low card for her I'm really hoping Francis is just a you just won uh, a couple mm-hmm. years back mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you just won your second Oscar a couple years ago let somebody else win Andre Day also I think she was really good the movie just isn't well liked and she's pretty new to acting as well uh, she's mostly known for singing uh i'm gonna predict viola davis to win though i i'm certainly not confident in that pick because i don't know how (laughs) confident you can be i think the sag award really kind of sealed the deal for me on thinking viola has the chance to win this one so that'll be that'll be the one that like breaks everyone's like polls come oscar night (laughs) is gonna be best actress honestly I think but a lot next... of people are putting way too much faith in Carrie Mulligan. I really oh, do. I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed <laughs> if, when she doesn't win because I know I'm... there's such a big fan base yeah. around yeah. her winning. I think Carrie Mulligan has the most passionate group of people mm-hmm. backing her for this mm-hmm. win. Like, it's true. It's and true. none of these other women have that kind of support online, certainly, um, like Carrie has had this mm-hmm. award season. <laughs> and I think it's because the Academy has just ignored her for so long. Because uh, I don't even think Promising Woman is her best performance that she's given. She but... should certainly be a several times yes. nominee. Yeah. So I think like, that's why I mean, people are so passionate uh, behind her online. She's this year's Amy Adams. Like, people are just, like, begging for a win, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Begging for her to get some due, but um, she'll probably go the way of Amy Adams again. Oh, God. Poor girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we'll see. I mean, they did love Promising Young Woman. Uh, Gave it a lot of nominations, so who knows? But next up, we have going from the most insane award of the night to one of the easiest predictions you'll have all night. We have best director. So Lee Isaac Chung, Emerald Fennell, David Fincher, Thomas Vintenberg, and Chloe Zhao are our nominees. So Hannah, who do you have winning? I've seen this like conversation online of David Fincher still has a chance. And I'm like, what? Babe. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's the people who like, (laughs) it's like the, I don't want to call anyone out, but, like, it's, like, the people who, like, run, like, Oscar accounts and stuff like that. Okay, let me just say this real quick, is I don't know if it's because they need, like, a little bit of chaos to drum up, like, clicks for, you know, prediction articles and stuff, or what's going on, but I've noticed Oscar Twitter particularly, which is a certain subset of film Twitter, like, these people who come out heavy for oscar season and this is like their bread and butter really are running with some wild like wait a minute this could still happen (laughs) (laughs) and i mean 
Yeah, like I mentioned it earlier, like Anthony Hopkins has gotten that kind of revival and that one spread. Like once that took hold in the Oscar Twitter sphere, it spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, I haven't seen that as much with David Fincher, but come on yeah anyway sorry i i think it's just because people are like oh we we want david fincher to win because he's been like snubbed for not to yeah he's been snubbed (laughs) for his better films in the past so i don't know but he's not fucking winning he has no chance uh he's like he's probably like the least likely to win i think that the guy who directed another round probably has a better chance of winning than david fincher um (laughs) i love david fincher this isn't shade to david fincher but um i mean it is because i didn't like make but uh (laughs) i think that chloe Zhao is 100 winning it's her award already i mean we could just send it to her house already (laughs) all right manda Oh, I'm totally with Hannah. Chloe Zhao has to win this. She will win this. It's going to be a great speech, a great moment for her. Um, yeah, to the people saying that Fincher still has a chance, like, are, what are you on? Literally, <laughs> what are you on, guys? Like, I, I can't believe it. They're still going, but it's okay. <laughs> they're still, and they're, the same people are saying that Trial of Chicago 7 can swoop in and win Best Picture. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but, you know. Yeah. There's still, you don't even have to hope it's not happening. <laughs> like I said in the intro, this this award is locked, y'all. I don't yeah. know who is running around trying to say David Fincher, uh, especially David. Like I mean, come on, I don't know. There's no chance. I say this is damn near the closest locked category of the evening. Yes, exactly. Chloe Zhao has won everything. Like there has she has not missed a single award <laughs> this entire season. In. she's won them all and nomadland has won a lot of the best pictures so combine those two factors chloe is winning this award and rightfully so because out of all of these nominees and really out of all of the films even though minari is my favorite no movie was as influenced by the director as nomadland was this was a director's movie but through and through chloe and obviously she was like editor she was she was everything screenwriter (laughs) she did everything to make this movie what it was and i think no one else should even be considered (laughs) (laughs) she's got it we're getting our first woman of color to win this award only our second ever ever woman to win this award i believe only our second asian to win this award chloe's getting it y'all just put it in pin write it down and already put the check mark next to it it's done it's a done deal all right and then our final category the big one best picture so we have the father judas and the black messiah mink minari Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So, like Manda alluded to... Sorry. (laughs) This one was pretty, I think, viewed up until recently um, as another lock. Uh, It seemed like it was over. And suddenly, there's all of this stuff online. Oscar (laughs) Twitter. Oscar Twitter jumped up saying that Trial still has a very good chance to win. There was talk that Promising was the number two, but now Trial has reemerged as the number two film here. Other people also are like, Minari has so much love that it could get like a lot of those number two, three, or four spots in the preferential ballot and still has a shot to win. 
I don't think so. To any of those other three films, I still view Best Picture as a lock. But Manda, what do you think? Oh, it's a total lock. It's a complete lock. There's no way. She's been, like, Nomadland's been taking it left, right, and center. Like, what are you talking about, fam? Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. As much as I, I don't, I'm not in love with the film, yeah. to be perfectly honest, and I've said this, but all the technical aspects that we've mentioned before, like, she has, like, it's an, an incredible, like, film for her, like, what she did with it, but I'm just not in love with it as everyone else is. I would have loved to see Minari take it. My favorite film of the year right now is Judas and the Black Messiah. So between those two, I would have loved that for the, either of them to take it, but it's no man land. It's no man land. That's it. It's done. I don't want to hear the drama. It's done. Okay. It's done. It's done. <laughs> All right. And Hannah? Yeah, it's hundred percent no man land. <laughs> Especially the Kali winning best director. I'm like, how can you still say that? Trial of Chicago 7 is winning. Aaron Sorkin wasn't even... I, oh, Jesus Christ. I Apparently apparently it's Argo. Apparently Trial no. is Argo. <laughs> it's Argo. I just... Yeah, I mean, it's baffling to me. Uh, Minari is my pick. If I were voting, that's who would be number one. I love it. And I also... Nomadland is lower on my ranking of these. Same. But I think it's a beautiful picture. And I mean, this is a prediction, y'all. And it's won everything. What are we talking about? People are pointing to the SAG Ensemble. Of course it didn't win SAG Ensemble. It's a film full of non-actors. Like, <laughs> right? most of the people in here are not SAG members. Of course they voted for other movies uh, over a, a, a film that had, like, two actual actors in it. Like, what? I don't understand. Um, no. I mean, Nomadland has this. If it... If it loses to Trial of Chicago 7, if that actually manifests itself into happening some way, somehow, I think the Academy will be burned to the ground. Like, <laughs> I, even us, like, people like Manda and I who were like, it was beautiful, it's not my favorite, I will be so mad if Trial is the film to upset for best picture. Oh, like God, like also please. like you have to you have to look at it though. Like if any Netflix film that was nominated, like obviously I adore The Irishman more than anything, and it's a Scorsese picture. But like if Trial of Chicago Seven is the Netflix film to like break through the freaking barrier and win best picture, like yeah, not on. Roma, not Irishman, yeah. which had a million and one nominations. Yeah. No, it's Trial. What like, exactly? Please. No, so you. that is it. Those are our predictions. Oscar pundits. There are plenty of categories in here to speculate on. We like we talked about actress, some of these documentary and stuff. There are some that are up in the air still. Focus on them and leave like best director and best actor alone. <laughs> and y'all, and best picture. Be. Best That's picture, it. let it be. We That's already it. know. <laughs> go to the categories that people actually want to hear about because we need help predicting oh gosh but that was it those were our predictions for the academy awards as well as some news that came out recently um thank you all so much for joining us and listening also make sure to hit us up what are your predictions particularly for the academy awards and are you going to be watching along this sunday also, make sure to follow us all across the social medias. Amanda, do you want to let them know where to find you? 
Yeah, of course. Well, this was so much fun, guys. I love, love having these discussions. You guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Check out my website, CandidXCinema.com and Candid Cinema on YouTube. Perfect. And Hannah? At Rejected Hannah on Twitter. And then since Amanda plugged hers, I'll plug mine. Uh, Hannah Ringswald is my Letterboxd. I never plug it, but yeah. Do it. Do it. I tried. I tried for you, Dwayne. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Only for movies and cats. <laughs> and you can follow me at LC Screen Talk on YouTube as well as Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Also, I never yes. plug mine either, but I'm also <laughs> LC Screen Talk there as well. And of course, make sure to be following these Emmanuel World page across the internet and uh, follow us where you can listen. All right, we love you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.